welcome back to the Such Things Podcast. I'm Lisa Lang. I'm David Lang. We're both here today uh, for part four of our series on overcoming insecurity. Sorry that it has been such a long delay. Um, we we thought we were going to be kind of back on track. We're, we're, we're This whole podcast thing, we're still learning it. And uh, I've actually been helping my dad with a different project lately, making some YouTube videos for his channel. Uh, you can go to his website, warriorforthelord.com. But um, my dad is actually in the stages of, uh, well, suffering from dementia and dealing with some serious memory loss. So we are, we've are we been recording videos, trying to help him get out whatever we can now uh, from his mind and his heart to share it with the world now um, before it's too late. So we've kind of been doing a lot of that lately, uh, but we're very glad to be back um, recording the podcast today. And um, so... Overcoming Insecurity, Part 4. Lisa, this has been your series. I'm honored to be joining you today. Um, And we were thinking about um, how to do this last podcast. I mean, Lisa, you've already said so much. Great material here. But we thought it would be cool to share some of our favorite scriptures that have helped us overcome insecurity, helped us find confidence in God, confidence in God's love from His Word and uh, scriptures that have helped us over the years. Because, um, you know, the accuser, the devil is called the accuser, Satan, the accuser of the of the brothers. And um, the best way to combat the accuser is with scripture. He whispers lies in our ears constantly to get us insecure, to cause us to lose our confidence. The Bible says our faith is of greater worth than gold, the Apostle Peter tells us. So Satan wants to steal our faith. And the best way to combat his accusations, his lies, is with Scripture, because the Bible is always true. So Lisa, without further ado, you've got uh, an awesome scripture. You want to get us going here? Sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, over the years, as I've talked about my own insecurities, one of the question questions that a lot of sisters will ask me is, what scriptures do you use to overcome, to combat these thoughts? And um, if you're a person that struggles with insecurity like me, you have a whole arsenal of scriptures that you've put together over the years. Um, But if you're just sort of learning to tackle this, hopefully these scriptures can be um, sort of a springboard for you to have a place to start and then find some of your own, as well as just learning how to take a scripture and really apply it. Okay, so one of the first verses um, is from Psalm 139, verse 13 through 16. And uh, this psalm is a great psalm to just be familiar with the whole thing. But in particular, these verses, verse 13, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Amen. So what has helped you overcome? How has that scripture helped you overcome insecurity through the years? 
Well, I think this verse is great for someone that struggles with uh, poor body image. Mm. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it could... It talks about my frame. Um, my frame was not <laughs> hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. And I definitely think um, it, it's helped me tremendously to know that God knit me together. He decided what my arms and legs and stomach and face would look like. He created me exactly as he wanted me to be. And he says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And Amen. that... I'm wonderful. I'm one of his works and I'm wonderful. So anytime I hear Satan's voice telling me, you're ugly, you're, you're, you know, your body isn't the shape it should be or whatever lies about the way I look. This is a verse that I refer back to and say, no, that's not true. Mm. God made, God gave me this body. He made me exactly what the way he wanted me to look. And it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so this helps me. It can it can definitely help you with your your self confidence in other in other ways too. Um, just knowing that you are a wonderful work of God, even in your personality. I mean, that's part of putting it together. Your brain, your talents, your gifts, all mm. of that He knit together. He created your inmost being. So even things things about yourself that you may not like in your personality or things you're not good at. God made you that way for a reason, yeah. and He says you're wonderful. Yeah, you know, this, what a great verse, uh, what a great psalm. And I was sitting here thinking, when you talked about body image, it's just funny for me as a man, like, honestly, I never read this scripture and thought about it. <laughs> body image, that's not really something that I funny. struggle with, um, at least in the same way as as you do, or as mm-hmm. maybe more women do. And But I know you have, and it's something that even I, as your husband, have been able to try to help you with, to try to be encouraging to you about the way you look. But as you were talking, it did occur to me like, well, I guess in my own way, I, as a man, do. We do struggle with body image. You know, sometimes I felt like growing up, I was always the small kid. I was always small and skinny. I, I always wished that I was a big, strong, tall athlete. I liked playing sports, but I was never... I never felt like I was big enough to be elite, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt, I did actually feel insecurity. I felt like if I was to get in a fight, I would get beat up or something. So I guess I do struggle with it in my own way. Um, but what a great scripture that God made, made us and he made mm-hmm. us well. I was, um, last week I had this, a week or two ago, I took this trip away with God to the Outer Bank, something that you let me do every fall. <laughs> And on the way back, I had this epiphany from God. I was looking around at beauty and nature and all that God's made. And then I had this thought that, you know, beauty, I was praying and admiring God's beauty and everything, and that beauty doesn't mean perfect. Mm. That um, sometimes yeah, right. something is, is perfectly beautiful, but oftentimes, probably more often than not, it's not that something's perfect that makes mm. it beautiful. It's that God made it, and it's beautiful the way He made it. And um, in fact, many things, the imperfections, you know, <laughs> are what make them so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, in some ways, I mean, I know that there's a lot of bad um, bad in the uh, advertising industry, um, but there has been some good that's come about um, with, you know, even for women's um, 
women's clothing, you see models in all different shapes and sizes. And honestly, it's encouraging to me because, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, every model was stick thin and anorexic. And a whole generation, my generation, was greatly influenced by that, um, thinking that that was the ideal body image was Mm. this stick thin. um, And it wasn't even something that was realistic. It was something that these models were starving themselves to achieve. Um, And now you see a lot more um, healthier, normal, average looking women (laughs) wearing the clothes, even, you know, I mean, you had to look a certain way, be a certain type of pretty um, to be a model. And now you see, you know, girls that just look like average girls on the street, um, not, you know, not all glammed up. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's encouraging to me, at least, uh, to know that many people could be seen as beautiful, um, anybody, because God made us all and he made us fearfully and wonderfully yeah, yeah, we've tried to talk in our family more about like being healthy rather than achieving a look. Than right. Being healthy. Yeah. All right, well, uh, you ready for my first scripture? Yeah. All right, so mine is from Jeremiah chapter one. And this is definitely more coming from uh, uh, probably a man's perspective. So mm-hmm. let me read this um, and then I'll comment on it. Jeremiah chapter one, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, Jeremiah says, The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Now that part's similar Mm -hmm. to what you just read about God knitting me together in my mother's womb. But it takes God, God takes a different approach here with Jeremiah. God says, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. But Jeremiah responds, alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Okay, so this verse actually became a favorite of mine when I was a young Christian, a young disciple, as a teenager, because here's Jeremiah, maybe not much more than a teenager, and he gets the call of God to go and and, and preach and be a truth teller. And he's afraid. He's like, you got the wrong guy. It's not not me. You know, I can't mm. do it. He felt he didn't have confidence. And when I was a new disciple, I remember feeling like God has called me to set me apart from the world, from, you know, other high school kids, you know, to be even to be a messenger, you know. And I felt so intimidated at times. I felt so unworthy at times. So um, just like, man, um, can I do this? Do I have the words? Do I have the courage, the confidence? But then I found this verse, and this was one of my go-to verses as a younger Christian, and I still love it to this day. I love that. You know, uh, what does it say here? God says, I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, a bronze wall um, to, to preach. And of course, I became a preacher to this day. Here I am on a podcast. Um, and and this, this just gives me such great confidence. Like, God says, look, um, 
They will not overcome you, for I am with you. That at the end of the day, the reason I can be confident, and any of us can be confident, it's not even about me. Mm-hmm. It's not even about you, right. our dear listener. It's about who's with us, who's with you, who's with me. Mm-hmm. God is strong. God is perfect. God can do it. I mean, we were laughing before we just turned on the microphone here. I was I was making fun of myself saying, you know, my voice sounds so terrible on these. I have this raspy voice. And Lisa, your voice sounds so good. And, you know, and I don't know, we were saying a few other things. We were both like, had all these insecurities, you know, just dumb insecurity, kind of laughing, but, but also real, like we were, you know, and it was like, well, it doesn't matter, you know, um, how we come across or whatever on our podcast or this or that or the other. It's about, we're trying to do this for God. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, you know, anything yeah. to say about that or you want to move on? I'll move on. Move on? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So along with that verse actually is my next one, Isaiah 43, Ooh. verse one and two and verse four. So I was going to choose this one too. So this works out well. Okay. All right. So you're going to have some things to say about it too. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if that's okay. okay with you. Sure. Yes. Um, okay. So Isaiah 43, verse one, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You Mm. are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, Mm. I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Wow. So there's a lot that I could say about this. Um, but um, I'm going to try to keep it simple. Um, I think this verse has meant different things to me over the years. It's one of my favorite verses. Um, our daughter has recently found it, and it's like her favorite verse too. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but what I what I love about it is that um, it it is the idea of God being with us yes. that you just talked about. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of times when we struggle with insecurity, um, we when bad things or challenges come yeah. our way, sometimes we think that God is against us or that mm. he doesn't love us or that he doesn't care about us. Um, right, and, right. and some of those negative things that, that happen, um, we somehow relate it to our value towards God. And mm. what he's saying in this verse is, look, you are going to pass through the waters. You are going to pass through the rivers. You are going to walk through the fire. Mm. But listen, when you do, I will be with you. There it is. You're not going to drown. You're not going to burn. <laughs> I will be with you. How good so is that? So God doesn't spare us necessarily from all the hard things and the painful things of life, but he's with us through it all. And we can take confidence in that. And what he says is that we are precious and honored in his sight and that he loves us. Mm. He loves us so much that he'll give people in exchange for us. And he did. He gave Jesus in exchange for us. That's how much he loves us. And um, so anytime you hear the accuser um, making you doubt whether God cares about you because of a trial that you're having to endure, remember, God is with you and he says that you are precious and honored in his sight and that he loves you. And this is one of those verses that I know... um, I know other friends of mine had ha- have had to memorize mm-hmm. and then like pray it constantly because yes. they'll say, well, 
precious and honored. Okay, I know he says that, but I don't know if I really believe that he feels that way about me. And if that's where you're at, keep praying it. Keep keep it in your mind and in your heart until you start to believe it mm, and see yeah. that it is true Amen. in your life. Did you know that I think this is the only place in the Bible where God speaking, quoting God himself, where he says, I love, I love you. you. Yeah. Yes. Have we talked yeah. about that before? We have. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But. Yes. He says it directly. Mm-hmm. I love you. No. The insecure person, you know, or, or thought even in me would be like, oh, well, he only said it once. He only say it once. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think God shows it in a million yes, ways, but this is yeah. the only time that he, and he says it in a million ways. Yeah. But this is the only time he actually says those words. Because I love you, I will give right. people in exchange for you. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, I think you're doing our next one too. Oh, okay. This, this, this is your show. Okay. Yes. Well, the next one, um, Psalm 16, verse five and six. Um, all of S- Psalm 16 is yes. a really so awesome psalm. But this part um, that I'm going to read here was something that when I was a very young Christian, an older sister in the sh- in the church shared with me, and I mean, it really stuck with me for many years. Mm. Um, Psalm 16, verse five, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I love that. I love this. When I was a younger Christian, I used to feel very worried about my future, about what was going to happen to me. Would I... Um, he's, he's, would I get a good, still do sometimes. yes, I still do. <laughs> yes. But specifically when I committed yeah. this to memory, okay. um, I would, I would get worried about, you know, what's going to, am I going to get a good job? Am I going to be able mm. to do and accomplish all the things I want to in life? Am I, oh, I am see. I going to get married? Am I going to have a family? Um, you know, all of these things that I would, that I would just worry about with my future. Yeah. And this verse helped me so much because Really what it helped me realize is that God is my portion in my cup. Lord, you alone are my portion in my cup. Regardless of what happens with a job, career, husband, family, or fill in the blank, God, God is my everything. So mm. all of that stuff, like it doesn't matter. Um, he, he is going to fill me and be everything that I ever wanted if I allow him to be that for me. Um, But it says he makes my lot secure. So whatever he does have planned for me, I can trust that it's what's best for me, even if it maybe doesn't align up with all the things that I think I want. And um, that part, you make my lot secure. Um, It helped me as as a young woman to trust that God's Plans for my future were better than my own. Yeah. And then it goes on to say the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes. So whatever God's plan is for me, it it's secure, but it's also pleasant. <laughs> it's going to be something pleasant. good. I don't have to worry that I'm going to be living a terrible life. It's, it's pleasant. And I have a delightful inheritance. And I think that refers to what we have coming in, in the next life for sure. Um, that we can look forward to, you know, that this life isn't everything. Mm. Um, but the boundary lines, even so in this life, 
will be pleasant yeah. um, if we if we trust in God. So that gave me tremendous confidence as a young Christian, and has continued to help me as I've um, as I've grown older. Pleasant and delightful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, this I love this. The whole psalm is good, Psalm 16. But that line, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Um, that has helped me find security. Many prayers in my life, I have thought of this line and I've reflected and thanked God. And I've thought about how have over the years, how has God set the boundary lines of my life in pleasant places. Even us ending up in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't my plan, but God set those boundary lines. I, in marrying you, when I was in college, I thought I was going to marry another girl at one point in college, but God brought you into my life. And God often in unexpected ways has laid boundary lines that turned out to be so wonderful, delightful, pleasant. And so that gives me that security, that confidence that he'll, Continue to do that, mm-hmm. even if I have to walk through the fire, as the last scripture said. So, right. Yeah. All right, I'm up. Yep, you're up. Sticking with the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Psalm 62. Um, this is one I came across in college. I'll read it and then I'll explain how it helped me find confidence and find um, security. Psalm 62, jumping around a little bit, starting in verse one. Truly, my soul finds rest. In God, my salvation comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down? This leaning wall, this tottering fence, my salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him. For God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Okay, um, so, so many great lines here, uh, but let me explain how that it, how it has it helped me get more secure in God, find confidence in God. Uh, I was in college, and um, I was in this great campus ministry group. I had this great group of friends, peers, um, but I found myself feeling very insecure, feeling like I couldn't measure up even to other guys. I was in this great group of uh, peers. Some of us were trying to train up to go into the ministry, and uh, we were one night we were playing football together, and I just felt like I'm not as cool or well-spoken. I'm not as fast on the football field. Like, I just don't have, I just don't measure up. And um, But I, I, I read this one night, I think after playing football. I was sitting out in the field uh, later by myself or something, and it says, it says, How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? And I thought, well, that's how I feel. Sometimes I feel like a leaning wall, a tottering mm-hmm. fence. Like my my confidence, even now as a 41-year-old man and as an evangelist of many years and a husband and father, sometimes I think, why do I still sometimes feel like a tottering fence? Mm-hmm. Like my confidence, it, it's too feeble, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't like that, but I appreciate that David, I, I think maybe David wrote this one. Mm-hmm. Whoever wrote this felt the same way. 
But then at the next line is my, my salvation and my honor depend on God. Mm. Like my honor as a man, my confidence does it, it depends on God, not on all these things, right. this list of accolades or how people view me or how I measure up. My honor depends on God. And it says, he's my mighty, my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him. I don't trust in these things. I trust in God things. Mm. <laughs> pour out your heart. So I should pour out my heart to him. Pour out your hearts to him, for he's our refuge. I should pray about these things mm. and these feelings. And then it says, surely the lowborn are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they're nothing. Together, they're only a breath. Like high, low, talented, untalented, rich, poor, like all of that is a mirage. Mm. All of that is just a breath. It's just a lie. Like, yeah. like you know, none of that's real. It says, don't trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Mm. Though your riches increase, don't set your heart on them. And I thought about how like, our talents, our abilities, our my successes, so much of that that we put our confidence in, at least for, for me as men, and I'm you know speaking as a man, these things, a lot of these things, they're just stolen goods. They're just borrowed goods. Mm. God has allotted a certain talent or amount of talent in this area or that area to each one of us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a person better or worse. I'm no better or worse as a man. Right. These are stolen goods. They're borrowed goods. Um, don't set my heart on them, though my riches increase. Mm-hmm. Um, put my hope in God. So this psalm has helped me a ton. I love it. It's great. Really great. Awesome. Um, the next one that I'm going to talk about, I actually have a story that I'm going to tell first before I read oh, it. All right. Um, so just this past weekend, we took the kids on a trip up to the mountains awesome. to see uh, the fall foliage, and it the was foliage. beautiful. And um, <laughs> Blue Ridge Parkway, <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, Saw where the Hunger Games filmed the waterfalls right? and all that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, if you're Facebook friends with us, you can see our pictures yeah. on there. Um, but my youngest son, Isaac, he's nine. And uh, lately he's been struggling with some fears and some of them irrational fears. Uh, his best friend at school's uh, father passed away suddenly. Yes, and ever since terrible. then, he's had um, just been struggling with, with being fearful of death. Mm. And... Um, we went on to um, a mountain, uh, Mount Pisgah. There's like this overlook. You can go out and and look kind of over the mountains. Awesome. And um, my oldest son, Sammy, went and, and sat like right near the edge. It wasn't like a, a steep cliff, though. It was like, I mean, yeah. you could have fallen. Drop off, but it, it was fine. Yeah, but he went and sat and it was fine. It was safe. But I look over at Isaac and he's looking down and then gets a big frowny face and mm-hmm. then starts to cry. Yeah. And I said, Isaac, what's the matter? And he said, well, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that Sammy's going to fall off the mountain. Oh. And I said, honey, he's not going to fall. I won't let him get so close to the edge that he's going to fall. And he's like, well, it could happen. It could happen. And if you let him sit there, it's just, it's going to happen. He's mm. going to fall off the mountain. <laughs> he went from this fear of like, he might fall off to the mount the mountain too. He's going to fall off the mountain, mommy, and got himself all worked up and kind of hysterical. So I sat him down and I said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a prayer about this, and I'm gonna read you a scripture." And I thought about this verse 
in Psalm 121. Mm. And uh, I actually didn't even realize one of the things that it says. And let's see if you catch it as I read it. So I read this to Isaac when he was afraid. Psalm 121, verse 1 through 8. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. Mm. (laughs) I read that to Isaac and I was like, what? God's not going to let your foot slip. Um, I was like, that was just perfect. It was just a little thing in there that I thought that was for Isaac. God's (laughs) not going to let his foot slip. He's not just going to slip and fall off the mountain. Mm. Um, It says, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will will neither slumber nor sleep. The mm. Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Amen. And that's actually the whole psalm. And um, this is a great a great psalm for if you if you struggle with the kind of insecurity that comes from fear, um, mm. fear of bad things happening or, um, you know, anxiety. Um, if you struggle with uh, insecurity that comes from anxiety, you know, um, always afraid that bad things are going to happen. This is something that I struggle with and have struggled with for years of my life. And um, it's no wonder that my son would struggle with this as well. Um, but this helps me to know that God... He he is watching me. He is not even sleeping. <laughs> um, he doesn't take a break from watching me and yeah. from being my help. Um, he's not just going to let me just drop off the mountain. Mm. I'm not just going to fall off. It, that's not going to happen. He's going to watch over me, be my shade. Um, you know, this part about the sun not harming you by day, God keeping you from all harm. Um there's a lot more that could be said, but I, I don't think that means that, you know, again, as I as I talked about in, in uh, Isaiah 43, sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes things in our life can hurt us. But I think the kind of harm that God's talking about is things that harm our soul. Mm. And I think that God protects us from things that are going to harm our soul. Um, hmm. You know, it doesn't mean you're not going to get sunburned. <laughs> Okay, if you go out in the sun without sunscreen, you're going to get sunburned. God's not going to keep you from getting sunburned. Um, but he'll he'll watch over you and protect you and make sure that he'll he'll get you to heaven if you want to get to heaven. Mm. And um that that matters more than than anything else. He's watching mm-hmm. over your life. He's watching over your coming and going. And um this gives me great great confidence and security when I feel fearful about bad things happening. Amen. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to go right to the yes. next one here. Yep. Finally, um, one out of the New Testament. Mm. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance with his pleasure, 
and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So, um, the scriptures I shared earlier were probably from my, my earlier days as a disciple, although they still encourage me greatly. I think as I've matured in my faith, scriptures like this have come to mean even more. Uh, this just tells me over and over that God loves me. And that, as I get more mature in Christ, I think just being secure that, you know, God loves me. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything else is just gravy. Like everything else is going to be okay if when God loves me. And he does, and he says it in so many ways here. It says uh, he's given me every spiritual blessing. Like I, I, I'm not lacking any spirit. I, I love what you said about protecting our soul. It's mm-hmm. like there might be some bad things that happen. I mean, there will be. Mm-hmm. But spiritually, I've got all I need. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I love it. He says he chose us. Um, in fact, the song that we play as our intro and outro music is a song that you, Lisa, are singing on um, mm-hmm. called Chosen that that Marcus Thomas wrote in our, our worship group. And it, it, that's what the song is about. Yeah. Um, uh, he chose us. To be chosen uh, is so special. And says he, um, twice it uses the word pleasure. It's, it was his pleasure to choose mm-hmm. us. Like he's not like, oh, I had to let David in. He's like, yes, Dave. You know, like I think sometimes I feel like, oh, he doesn't really want me around. It's like, mm-hmm. no, God, it's his pleasure. He chose us. By his, it says by his glorious grace that he freely gave us. It wasn't like begrudging. It says he lavished his grace on us. Mm-hmm. Lavished. Like there's a, there's so much grace. There's so much love, so much pleasure that he takes in us. Um, again, at the end, it says, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ. Um, and that just, that brings me such uh, joy and peace and confidence to know that I'm chosen. Mm-hmm. And it was his pleasure to choose me. Right. Awesome. Okay. So my next verse, um, and this is my last one, I think. Um I'm just going to kind of take you through what I did for a quiet time one day as uh, an awesome. example and... Um, suggestion for if you're really struggling with uh, accusing thoughts, insecure thoughts from the devil. Um, This is something I did maybe, you know, about a month ago. Um, I read Psalm 34. and, And then from there, I wrote down what is true. Just what in this Psalm is, is true. Um, sometimes it helps to just highlight what in the mm. scriptures is true, true about me, true about you, true about people, true about the Lord, um, what is true. So, so as opposed to as opposed the to the, the, false- the yeah, things in my um in my mind that mm. are lies from the devil like mm-hmm. like God God doesn't love you. Yeah, yeah. God wants Got to it. abandon you. People think you're whatever. People don't like you. You don't have any friends, whatever. Um, so Psalm 34, uh, I read the whole Psalm. I'm reading selections here, so I'm going to jump around, but, um, the whole Psalm is awesome. 
So starting in verse four, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Mm -hmm. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Mm. Uh, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Mm. So I literally just took these verses and wrote down what is true. And I'm going to highlight that for you awesome. right now. So what is true from this from this psalm? Um, that the Lord answered me when I sought him. Mm. That is true. He delivered me from all my fears. That is true. He yes. delivers me, has delivered me, yes. and will deliver so many me times. from my fears. Amen. It is true that those who look to him are radiant. Mm. That is true. Um, those who look to him... Their faces are never covered with shame. (laughs) That is true. If I look to God, he forgives me for my sin and I don't need to be covered in shame. It's true that God saved me out of all my troubles and will continue to save me out of my troubles. It is true that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. How awesome is that? That's Mm. something that I... I say to my, um, I wrote that down as one of my memory verses for my nine-year-old, one of his memory verses. We talk about how the angels are camping out in the backyard at night when he's afraid to remember that the angels are camped out outside watching our house and keeping him safe. Um, Those who fear him lack no good thing. That is true. If we fear the Lord and walk in his ways, we will lack no good thing. I lack nothing. Um, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. That is true. Yeah. If you are brokenhearted, God wants to be close to you and really is close to you if you reach out for him. Wow. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. That is what he wants to yes. do. And that is true. So good. The Lord will rescue his servants. That is true. Even though I have many troubles, yes, and that may be true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that may be true Amen. that we may have many troubles. That's God good. will deliver you from them all. Come on. That is true. All your troubles, God can deliver you from them all. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. If you take refuge in him, you will not be condemned. You will be saved. God will clear your name and you will be his if you take refuge in him. That is what is true. And sometimes it just takes writing it down and repeating it and praying through it until you get it in your mind and you get it in your heart. And it will change the way you think, the way you feel, and then the way you go forth in your life and act. Um. So that's all I have to say about that. That is fantastic. We did not rehearse this, so that's the first time I heard heard all that. 
I love that. I love that. What a great quiet time. And just, yes, just mm-hmm. counteracting the accuser's lies with mm-hmm. truth after truth after truth from God's word. It builds up our confidence and our faith. Um, I, I want to leave y'all with this. Um, Jesus, of course, Jesus is always the example of whatever it is we're talking about in this podcast or working on in our lives. Jesus was the most secure, appropriately confident Mm -hmm. person to ever live. Right. And I want to show that. I just want to read a few lines. And I believe it all came down to because of his understanding of something we talked about, that God was with him. Right. His understanding of who God was and his relationship with God, his relationship to God. Mm-hmm. And that made him secure, confident, not cocky. Yeah. Listen to these lines from the Gospel of John. John 1.18, the son is in closest relationship with the father. John 8.16, Jesus says, I stand with the father who sent me. John 8, 49, he says, I honor my father. I honor my father. John 8, 54, he says, my father glorifies me. John 10, 15, he says, the father knows me and I know the father. John 10, 17, he says, my father loves me. And John 10, 30, he says, I and the father are one. Jesus was many things, but at the end of the day, he was a son and he was very close to his father Mm. and he was at peace. He was confident in his father. There's two times the voice of God showed up in the gospels to say um, something to Jesus. Mm. Once at his baptism and again on the Mount of Transfiguration, both times he said almost the same thing. It was basically, he said, God said, hey, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Mm. It was almost like God knew that his boy, his son, when he got baptized and started his ministry, he would need to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Just a pep talk from dad. Mm. And then before he Mm. went to the cross on the Mount of Transfiguration, he would need to hear it again to be reminded, hey, you're about to suffer, but you're still my boy. You're my son, and I love you. And not just that, he said, I'm pleased with you. Right. Many of us mm-hmm. were longing, we're not confident because we wish we had a father that would tell us things like that. Mm-hmm. I love you. I'm pleased with you. Yeah. If Jesus needed to hear that, so do we. Yeah. It is, Lisa, as you said, it's the truth. Yeah. You, our listener, you have a strong father mm. who loves you yeah. very much and is pleased mm-hmm. with you, takes pleasure delight in you. I have a strong father who loves me very much. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to like stop the pod. We're ending the podcast right now, but maybe you need to say that maybe in prayer. I have a strong father who loves me very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over and over when men and women in the Bible lacked confidence, God would give him a pep talk, but he would always end usually by saying, I'm with you. Yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. God loves us. Let's be confident in that. Lisa, anything else to say as we wrap it up here? It's been an awesome series. 
yeah, uh, thanks for, for listening. And I hope that this was helpful um, and can give you, you know, just some, some tools, some scriptures mm-hmm. to keep in your pocket and pull out when you need them. And um, there's many more. Uh, but I hope that this can be something to, to lead you to uh, growing and overcoming your, your own insecurities. So thanks for listening. Yes. We'll see you next time. Take care. the Lord today, for he is all my hope and stay. Our God is good, his name is great, hallelujah.